You're listening to the Market Experts Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of EXP Realty on your home for success, 1057. Well, it's Easter week, and my guest, Dr. Ken Stewart, an author, a friend of mine, a teacher, administrator, pastor, and I'm curious, Dr. Stewart, what is the, if, if I were an atheist, what is the significance of Easter Sunday? Well, Daryl, first of all, let me say thank you for the opportunity to speak to your listeners and to spend a few minutes with you talking about this. I'm, I'm very happy to do it. First of all, I, my response to, for example, an atheist would be that the day of Easter or Resurrection Sunday or however somebody might like to refer to it is a very, very important day to us for two reasons. One, because we do believe that Jesus arose from the dead, and that's a very, very significant thing to say, especially in light of the fact that we believe that Jesus is alive today. And as Christians, we believe that we have a personal relationship with him and that our future in eternity is directly tied to the fact that Jesus is alive. Now, that may sound like uh, something very, very mystical or mysterious to someone who doesn't know or doesn't understand these things. Yeah, the words but, the, the words are very confusing. I mean, how that's almost like yeah. saying, and, and pardon me for sounding disrespectful, but that's almost like saying, well, Elvis is alive. Can you explain more of that? Yes, I'll be happy to. And I understand that to, uh, you know, people that they're not a part of any church that has to do with Christianity. Their thoughts necessarily would be, uh, you know, what's the difference? And and you saying that Jesus is alive, and for as your example, you know, for saying that Elvis is alive, what is the difference? Well, the difference is the fact that according to the Bible, and that's where I'm going to go for information as a Christian, it records the fact that there were hundreds of people that saw Jesus after he was raised from the dead, talked with him, ate dinner with him. He was here on this earth for many days after he arose from the dead. So it's one thing to say that somebody rose from the dead and is alive today. It's quite another thing when there is a record of people having seen that person, talked to that person, and interacted with them for a number of days after they were raised from the dead. That's the big difference. And, you know, Anybody can claim, well, you know, so-and-so in our religion died, and they were seen a few days later, and, you know, this person saw them, that person saw them. Uh, that is done, as a matter of fact, by any number of religions. We are putting a whole lot of stock in what the Bible says for our claim, for what we believe. I'm, I'm referring to the Bible for the sake of time here, but there's something called the early church fathers. And these are highly respected individuals that were writing things, recording things on paper after the first century. And there are many accounts by them of people they talked to that actually saw Jesus alive. So that gets into the historical perspective here that I think it really gets missed when the somewhat mystical uh, conversation of uh, Jesus rose from the dead and here we have Easter Sunday and it, and it becomes, uh, shall I say, just to an outsider is, is like a, a fairy tale almost. Except when I, and I was a preacher's kid, I've shared that with you, I grew up a preacher's kid, and 
I grew up with all the Bible stories, and it was all fine. I didn't really have any tremendous disbelief. I just had always heard it. You just believe it because that's kind of what you're told. And then you, you reach this age where you start to question things. But after a third trip to Israel and seeing, like, this stuff is real, it completely changed my perspective. And it gave me a lot more of a solid understanding from a, a factual, historical basis. Talk about the, the, the risk of life to people to say, for someone to even say, I saw Jesus alive, that was harmful to your health. Yes. Just to add a little bit more historical context, back in the 40s, that's when it started, there was a cave that uh, was opened up, and in that cave, they found numerous documents from uh, a sect that was a part of that particular area. It's called the Qumran Caves. And in there, they found various manuscripts, uh, pieces of manuscripts. There are no originals of the Bible in existence that we know of, but many of those record things that these were handwritten, by the way, by people during that first century. There are over 5,000 copies of various kinds and pieces of copies of the Bible. So it is a very well-documented book, if you will, that stretches over the course of time. So it's not as though this is something that we make up. Now, let me quickly and readily admit that one of our faults in Christianity, and it's probably true of others as well, is that we have this lingo that we've developed that we are so comfortable with that we use around each other all the time when we have church in our services. And I think that many times uh, we uh, fail, if you will, in that we don't break out of that when we're trying to talk to people who are not a part of this, quote, group, if you will, that we're very comfortable with. Somewhat and so exclusionary. That make no sense to them because they don't know all the rest of what, what's behind what we're saying. And so, what I'm trying to say today to your audience, to your listeners, is this is not a fantasy. It's not something we're making up. You hear all sorts of things about it, but uh, with some research on their own, a person who's curious could dig into some things and find actually all kinds of evidence for what I'm saying. There's constant excavation that's going on all over the nation of Israel, all over that part of the world, and they're constantly finding things that, quite frankly, can be directly tied back to statements in the Bible. So it's very much something that is real. Faith is something that we all experience in one way or another. The bottom line is this. The moment's going to come for every one of us when we're no longer going to be here. And then we have to start answering the questions, so what happens to me when I die? Where do I go? And where is there something that I can believe so strongly that it gives me great comfort and peace facing the end of my life? A lot of people don't like to think about that. They think it's a bit morbid, but it actually happens to every single one of us. Dr. Ken Stewart, Sunday Sessions is the name of the church, service times. The church is located at 6808 South Memorial Drive, Suite 110. That is right next to the hobby store in that Woodland Village at Woodland Hills Shopping Center. This Sunday at 3 o'clock, we would welcome anybody that would like to come. Awesome. Dr. Ken Stewart, thank you. Thank you, Daryl. You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.